you for tuning in to No Gossip, Just Talk. I'm your host, Tanisha Javon. This is where we have conversation and get things off our chest. So sit back, relax, grab your snack, fill up your glass, and let's chat. Welcome to No Gossip, Just Talk, where we don't gossip, we just talk. And for today's guest, we got Burpee in the building. What's happening? So, Burpee. Yes. I got a good topic for us today. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I'm almost nervous. Okay. Don't be nervous. <laughs> what are we talking about today? All right. So. The topic for today is, is it or is it not okay to date your best friend's ex? Hold on. Here's the twist. Oh, wow. Here's the twist. Mm -hmm. Say you meet a girl, right? Right. And you're feeling her. Everything's going great. Mm -hmm. You really digging this girl. Right. But your best friend always tells you his business, but for some reason he never told you about her. Oh. And then <clears throat> one day, you invite her over to maybe a friends and family gathering, and she sees your friend. Neither one of them say anything, but one day, she gets you alone, and she comes clean and she says, I have something to tell you. I used to, she never dated him, uh-huh. even though I did say ex, but what? this time she didn't date him. They had a flame together. Oh. And it wasn't no one-time flame. He was hitting it, like, over and over and over and over. <laughs> okay, okay, come on. Would you be okay to continue to date after she came clean? And it's your best friend. What would you do? No. No, it's never okay. That's the G code. Your best friend's ex? No, no, no. Off limits. So, okay. So, you know, this, this situation normally happens. Like, so I know you said no, but okay. y'all met. She didn't even know him. I mean, she didn't know you before she met him. She didn't know y'all was friends. And she found out y'all friends by default. And you said no? No. You throw all over the way, even if she was potentially wife material, you throwing that away? No. It's G-code. You never touch your best friends nothing when it comes to females. Never. So what if your best friend was like, go ahead and do it? Would you do it? Even Even if he was okay with it, he ain't okay with it. Okay. And I ask that because a lot of this um happens. To I've who? Known you you? Hell no, nah, not to me. Oh. But... <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying, it, it happens. So I know a few people it happened to. So I was like, you know what? This is gonna be a topic. Because I don't feel like it's fair for that woman. And I understand the whole G-code and all this other stuff. But it's like she meets someone. Y'all digging each other. 
and she didn't know you was friends with that other person. So it's like she decides to come clean to you and be truthful, knowing your friend didn't even say anything. Mm-hmm. And just by her coming clean and being honest, it's like, damn, you see, gonna break up with her? See, being as a man, we gonna act like it's okay. We're gonna tell our homeboy, all right, well, yeah, it's cool, you can date her, blah, blah, blah. And we no, 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 hell no. Cause I don't want you to have better sex with that woman than I did. I don't want her to feel like you are better than me. I don't want her to say your dick is bigger than mine. I don't want her to none of that. Nothing. No. I'm not going to have that with my best friend. You can date her. Matter of fact, you can date her. We're just not going to be friends no more. Dang. It's like that, though? Yeah, it's like that. That's the G-code. That's the code of the streets. So when is the G-code discredited? It's never discredited. (laughs) (laughs) Never. It never is. Ever. Dang. Because if if we're real, true friends, you're going to be loyal to me, number one. And once you find out that that was my, well, if no, first of all, if we're best friends, you're going to know that that's my ex. The that's girl, true, the girl might not necessarily talk. know. That's true. That me and you are friends, but you are going to know that that's my girl. So I'm going to be like, what are you doing? Like, you know that me and her used to whatever. And now y'all, uh-uh, no, sir. No, sir. We, we got to fight after that. Dang. We throwing hands. I mean, hands. Yo, right? Even over somebody you don't want no more. <laughs> yeah. Why is that, though? Because being disrespect that's disrespect at this point. Mass disrespect. So, Burpee, I got a question. Uh-oh. Are I'm... you in the bathroom? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, just, I'm in my room. <laughs> got the most peace and quiet. <laughs> okay, you know you gotta ask these questions with you. <laughs> you do, you do. I ain't even gonna lie. You do. You surely do. Okay, so but I not this more. Time. Not this okay. Time. <laughs> so <laughs> I asked that question because I had a friend of mine who um, who told me about her friend where it, that happened, and I was like, "Dang, that's kind of messed up." Because she was, she didn't know that the guy she was dating was friends with a guy she used to mess with. So when she was honest enough to, she didn't her, know that the guy she was dating. Yeah, she didn't know. Was, was friends was, so was best yeah. friends with her ex. Right, and I do. Ain't no it. way in fuck. No, I understand that because if I have a best friend, of course she gonna know who I'm dating. But apparently, with that situation, they didn't know. So. The crazy thing about it is she was honest with him, told him about it, and he told her he couldn't do it no more. And I was like, damn, so what? Should you just start keeping your mouth shut then? Oh, nah. You gonna know who I'm dating because I'm tell- I'm showing you who is off limits. You're not gonna date- be able to date her even if we break up. If I hate her, we hate her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care how fine she is. No, sir. No, no, no. If, if somebody say they didn't know that they were best friends with whoever they date, they lying. That's what I was thinking, because you would tell your best friend everything, but maybe that was just a way out or something, because I've heard stories where that situation happened, and they still continue to date that person, and they didn't care. 
that they used to date their friends. So I guess to each his own. So oh, no. we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. Can you fight Burpee? <laughs> I can't fight. I beat up a homeless dude one time. Oh my gosh. Not a homeless guy. What you beat up the homeless guy for? Because he threw his coffee or ice, whatever it was on me. Well, did you win? <laughs> oh yeah, I won. He was scared oh after because he threw it, but he didn't think that I was gonna react. I was, this is when I was in LA and I was filming this mom when I got my first season on Wild and Out. And Dang. I got sick while I was out there filming. So I went to CVS to the Minute Clinic and I walked from my hotel to the Minute Clinic, sick as a dog, fever, congested, like I was all the way messed up. So um, when I was leaving the minute clinic after they gave me my medicine or whatever, the dude was just talking junk to everybody on the sidewalk. And he talked his junk to me. And I, walk, I walked by at first. I walked away from him. But then this little white lady to my right, I'll never forget this. Like if somebody, if something's about to happen to somebody and you're right beside it, you're not going to whisper to them. Mm-mm. You're going to let them know that something is about to happen to them. And this little white lady was like, watch out. I said, well, she can't be talking to me, not whispering like that. And she, when she said that, it's because she saw him throw his cup at me. Mm. She saw him um, do that and was trying to warn me, but it just sounded the way. Wow. Yeah, I hated her for that. But when he hit me with that, you know, homeless people got bad feet, so he tried to run off. But his feet were so bad. His feet were so bad that he couldn't, like, I just walked and caught up to him. That's oh Lord, <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> Good thing you wasn't filmed that day and broadcasted all over social media. <laughs> Man, listen, I was about to. So, Burby, yeah. I will say this: a lot of people know you from Wildin' Out. They know mm-hmm. you from Power Ninety Eight. They know mm-hmm. you from your comedy and all that good stuff. So, being a public figure like you are, mm-hmm. and I've seen you from when you started, when you was working in insurance. <laughs> right. Hello. Hello. So where you are now, knowing now what you didn't know then, what advice would you give yourself? Oh, wow. Myself, I would, um, the advice that I would give me from back then, it would be to stay hungry. Act like you've never made it. Act poor. Mm. Act like you've never been on a show. Interesting. Act like you, act like you never made money from doing comedy. Act broke as a dog, because then your your ambition would be higher. That drive and that hunger would drive you even harder today. Mm-hmm. But you know, at you know, we get complacent sometimes. We get comfortable. We think we made it. We think not necessarily that necessarily that we made it, but we feel better than than what we do than what we are. Okay. So have you got to that place of complacement where you felt like, where you felt comfortable to where you felt like you didn't have to work harder like you did in the beginning? I don't think I'm complacent. I feel as if I've gotten to a point where, you know, comedy has landed me on TV, landed me on the road, landed me on tours with celebrities, landed me on radio, get with a, on a morning show, national morning show, no radio experience, nothing. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I still feel like there's so much more to do. Mm-hmm. But it's just being comfortable where I am. Not necessarily complacent, but comfortable where I am. 
Okay. So if you ran into someone like your old self, you know how you can run into someone who reminds you of your old self? Right. So say if you ran into someone who was your old self and you seeing them in the same position and how you just said that you would tell yourself now. Right. Your old self came up to you and said everything that you just said. Right. And you see them feeling like they don't need to grow anymore. Right. Or they're they're good where they are. What would you say? Um, I would say to that old me, what do we need to do? We need to take how we feel, you the way that you feel now, and me the way that I feel in the present, bring those together and make that work for us in the future. Okay. Make that work to our advantage. Okay, you're hungry, you're young, you're smart, you're writing jokes every day. Me, I got the connections. That that That's the old me. That's past me. The present me, I got the connections now. I know the people. I know the celebrities. I know where the money is. I know how to get to the money. Let's take that along with both of us being having talent. Let's take that, use it to our advantage. Go get this money. Okay. I like that. Now, I know a lot of um, people come up to you, especially those who want to do, uh, who want to be a comedian, right. who want to be out in the forefront. So, what are your thoughts about constructive criticism and why you think some people can't handle it? Well, you got to be able to have tough skin. And just in comedy in general, I learned that from comedy just because of the simple fact that if your ass not funny when you on that stage, <laughs> <laughs> then people going to let you know. They will let you know. <laughs> ain't no ifs, ands, or buts. Ain't no questions, nothing. <laughs> If you suck, they're going to tell you that you suck. <laughs> in your beginning stages where you was in your growing pains, did you did you experience that? Did you ever experience that? What, where they told me I suck? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> you ain't no real comedian if you ain't never experienced that. <laughs> If you ain't never had nobody tell you that you were not funny, man, you not you ain't experienced being a comedian yet. Not at all. Because there are going to be times where you think jokes are better than what they are, and they're not. And you're going to think that you're funnier than what you are on that specific night, but you're not. So you have to be able to accept the criticism because what's going to happen is it's not necessarily saying that you should stop doing comedy. It's just people telling you that you need to get better. Right. You need to do better. Right. And that's understandable. And uh, now that you're in the place that you are now, do you ever get discouraged or unmotivated sometimes? Oh, yeah. Nothing. If if I'm not doing as many shows as I feel like I should be doing, um, if I feel like if I feel like I've been, I'm stuck in a place. So like, I want to get on a TV show. I need an audition. Nobody sent me an email to audition. Nobody is doing this. Nobody is doing that for me right now. I do, it does feel like it's, um, you're stuck sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I definitely feel like that. So, how do you keep yourself moving forward when you're feeling discouraged and unmotivated? I study. 
I study the art, the craft. I study different comedy specials. I study myself on stage. I study, I think, what I can do to get better. You know, I work out. Mm-hmm. I work out on my work out my jokes. Work out my craft. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as far as the biggest challenge, like being a comedian, what are the advantages and disadvantages when it comes to conversation with people? Like being around like family, friends. What's the biggest challenge when it comes to being a comedian? Oh man, um, everybody think you done made it. Mm. Everybody think you done made it. And what about like as far as comedian? Do people is it hard for people to take you serious too? Because they feel like everything's a joke. Oh no! Don't nobody take me serious. Don't nobody take me serious at all. Even if it could be something serious, it's like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. Ab- let, me, let me tell you. When I say absolutely nothing, <laughs> if I'm going, if we got a family cookout or we got a uh, it's the family reunion or we, you know, or if somebody hears or they even think about a corny joke or a joke period, come to me. <laughs> they say something to me, they be like, don't, or they say something like, don't put me in your little routine. I'm like, shut up. Anybody <laughs> <laughs> thinking about you, shut up. Like, I'm, the same, I'm the same person that you knew before all this comedy stuff. Don't don't act like that. Don't act brand new right now. <laughs> well, I will say this. Your comedy is definitely dope. You know, of course, I've been a, I'm I'm a supporter. So, when you do be talking about your folks, <laughs> <laughs> do they ever address you about that? <laughs> no. No, they they know they know it's all in fun. Like you know, you heard me, you've seen my comedy before. I talk about my brother, my twin, mm-hmm. and it's all fun with him. He he's he loves it. He's into it. It gets a laugh, and it brings him attention. Lord know he love attention. <laughs> <laughs> anything he wants some damn attention. So yeah, no, it's. I talk about my kids, my wife, my parents. Like I literally talk about everybody that's in my immediate family. And you do. (laughs) (laughs) And it's you know it's not disrespectful. I think that's why it's okay because it's not disrespectful. Right. It's it's humor. Right. 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 I'll tell you the funny side of them, or I'll tell you something that may not be the funny side of them, but it's something that happened that was funny between us. All right. Mm Hmm. Well, I'm still tripping about this uh, guy code. <laughs> Listen, would you want your best friend to date your ex? I have allowed it. Really? Because I, I have. I didn't want his ass. <laughs> I didn't want his ass no more. But she came to me about it, though. Because I, she came to me about it, and she was like, hey, do you mind if... Um, I talked to him and I was like, hey, go for it. I said, it didn't work out for me. Maybe it'll work out for you. But I was long over him. So I was perfectly okay with it. I mean, it may be weird by him coming around. Now, that part may be a little weird, but for the most part. That ain't a little weird. (laughs) That's a lot of weird. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, because <laughs> I was like, you know what, you know, maybe it, it might work for them. They may, you know, I don't want to get in the way of anybody's happiness or their love. I do understand there's a lot of fish out here in the sea. I do get that. But <sighs> with a place called Charlotte, yeah. it's small. <laughs> yeah, this is true. It's small. So it's kind of, it's like, dad, you, you dating somebody, you think nobody had them. Right. And you'll be wrong. <laughs> Everybody. But I do get it. You know, it depends on the, I will say it depends on the type of situation though. So for instance, if I have a best friend, right. Uh-huh. And they have kids together. Yeah. Say That's that. a, I couldn't do it. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So, I'm just saying for me. Yeah. You know. Everybody different. You know what I mean? It's, some people prefer different things. Now, I wouldn't I wouldn't approve shit. <laughs> 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 you don't get, you do not have my blessing. Nothing. None of that. So people got the chance to see your fun side, but also your other side. Yeah. You know, a lot of people probably don't know that about you, right? right? Don't let the jokes fool you now. I can get real if I need to. <laughs> <laughs> How real is that, Murphy? Shit, I don't know. It ain't going to last too long. <laughs> well, Burpee. Yes, ma'am. I enjoy my talk with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Burpee, how can you be reached? Uh, y'all can follow me on Instagram at I am Burpee, Twitter, Snapchat, all the same. I am Burpee, B U R P I E. My website, I am Burpee.com. Uh, two words on Facebook Comedian Burpee. That's, that's pretty much how I can be reached. Awesome sauce. Yes, sir. Thank you for joining me on No Gossip Just Talk. I hope this will not be your last time. Hey, whenever you want me to come back and join on, I surely will. Okay, you know we, I got you recorded. We, right. <laughs> yeah, we quarantined. Ain't nothing else to do. Facts. <laughs> right. And that is the Inside Scoop. Make sure you tune in next week for another great episode. I'm your host, Tanisha Javon, and when you check in with us, it's no gossip, just talk. Ciao for now. What's up, guys? It's your girl, author Tanisha Pink, giving you the scoop on my most recent books. Why cry? Why feel like hope is gone? Ignoring the door to freedom, refusing to let it go. Why feel uncomfortable? No display of light to see. My visions blurred. Darkness only reveals before me. I'm walking in areas with shadows blocking my blind side like hands over my eyes, feeling discouraged with no energy to try. What's the point of encouragement? Already held hostage with no repentance and no forgiveness, like a disturbed woman who hates the world for no reason. Why should I cry? To release the pain? I've tried several times approaching my fears only to back down, shedding more tears. I feel like giving up and throwing in the towel. I believe there's no reason to find my inner strength or clues on how to find me. I have no belief in redemption. The unbelief worn is my... The Wounds from a Healing Heart For those who may not know me, my name is Corinne. 
My father was murdered and it left me truly broken. All I have left is my sister and mother. But unfortunately, my mother is not present. She's battling her own demons and the sad part about all of this, I hate her. Not only that, I hate me too. And honestly, I'm lost with no direction. To learn more about my life, read volume one and two, if only I had a home. Go over to my website at Tanisha Peak. That is T-E-N-I-S-H-A-P with a double E-K dot com and grab your books today. Ciao for now.